Kamer Daf Beis Amud Aleph, Ethics and Faith, an introduction to Nezikin, to damages, particularly Nezikin. We're transitioning from Seder Noshim to Seder Nezikin. As you know, there are six Sedorim, the Shas, the entirety of Torah Shebaal the whole oral law, was captured by Rabbi Yudha Hanossi in a massive set of case law. That's the way he did it. The Mishnayas are all case laws uh, or case studies that through the case studies, we learn all of Torah Shabal Peh, all of the oral law. And these case studies are divided into six major categories, uh, which is why it's called Shas, Shisha Sedarim, six, the six orders of the Shas. And it might be helpful for you to think of them in the following way. Seder Zraim, which deals with agriculture and seeds and planting, is the genesis of life. Seder Moed, which deals with the calendar and seasons, is the cycles of life. Seder Noshim, the section that deals with relationships and marriage that we've just finished, deals with the rebirth of life. Seder Nezikin, which we're starting to, the laws of damages, deals with the disruptions of life. Seder Kodshim, then we come afterwards to Kodshim, which deals with the rep repairing of the disruptions how you repair the disruption. And Seder Tarot deals with death, which creates the opportunity for a new genesis, and so the cycle, and so the cycle goes. Those are the six Sedarim. So we're moving from the feminine Seder called Nashim. It, it has a, a feminine dimension to it, and that's the, the, the Seder of rebirth, into the masculine Seder, which is disruptor. The, the nurturers and the rebirthers the creators of life are the women. That's Seder Nashim. The disruptors of life are the men. Men are, are better at, at disruption in a positive and a negative way. We disrupt, we create, we go to war and battle. We battle ideas and, and, and as we see at the moment, we, we battle people where, where it's necessary to do so. That's the, the nature of, of men and that's, that's the Zikin. And it's interesting that how does the, the Seder start? This is the first words of this new Seder, this new world of, world of Nezikin. Arba, what's the next word? Avot. It's fathers. We finished with the Noshim. Now we start with the, with the men. This is about the, the, the way men disrupt the world and what that does and how that works. And that's what Nezikin is. Nezikin is damages. We damage each other. We damage the world. We damage ourselves. Uh, that's what Seder Nezikin is. Now, of course, Avot doesn't mean that in the literal sense here, but it's interesting that, it's, that it is the introductory word. Avot here means a primary category of Nezikin. And we'll discuss that in a moment. What's important to know by way of introduction to the, to the area of Nezikin is there are ethical people in the world who are atheists. There's no question about it. There are lots of very fine people who are atheists. And there are lots of people of faith who are unethical. There are religions in the world that focus on faith, but not on ethics. There are religions in the world that focus on ethics, but there's no Ben Adam Lemochem there. There's no Orachayim and Yoradeya and Evan Ezer and Choshen Mish, but there's no Shulchan Aruch. They're ethics, but there are no laws that govern the relationship between man and God. Judaism, Torah, is the synthesis of ethics and faith. It's the synthesis of Ben Adam Lechaver and Ben Adam Lemachim. And Nezikin is the point where ethics and faith converge. That's why Nezikin is so, is so important. 
So important it is that there are three educational approaches we'll have further on Daf Lamed. Omar Av Yehuda, Haim Man Deboi Lemevi Chasida. If you want to be a Chosid, what should you learn? What do you learn if you want to be a Chosid? Rabbi, you would think it would say Tanya. You should learn the Tanya. It doesn't say that. Rav Yehuda says, Lekai Mili De Nezikin. Learn and fulfill Nezikin, Bovakama, that we're about to learn. If you want to be a Chosid. Tanya is a wonderful sefer to learn. It's a wonderful limit. There's no question about it. It's incredible. But that's not how you become a chosid. When you're a chosid, you can learn, you can learn Tanya. But you won't become a chosid by learning Tanya. You'll become a chosid by learning the Zikin. Rav Omar Mili Deovis. Rav says, learn Pirkei Ovis. Vamri Mili Debrochus. And some say, he says, you should learn Besech Debrochus about Tefillah and about Brachot. That's what you should learn if you want to be a Chosid. Their argument is not what to learn if you want to be a Chosid. Their argument is what does the word Chosid mean? To Rova, it means being ethical. So learn Pirkei Ovis, learn Musa. To the second understanding of Rova, it means be from, be observant, be religious, learn Brachus. When I started off teaching Gemara in Johannesburg to people who were not, David, you were there in those very early days, people who had no background in anything, and I discussed with the Rameir Soloveitchik what we should learn. I said, maybe brachas would be the easiest thing to learn with them. He said, no, 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 he says, brachas will make them from. No, you don't want to do that. You want to make them chassidim. Chassidim are complete people, whole people. And for that you learn nizikim. That's what you, what, that's what you need to learn, because that's what Rav Yehuda means by being a chosid. And we'll see, that's because we're learning the synthesis of ethics and faith. That's what Seder Nezikin is. It is the synthesis of ethics and faith. How do we see that in the opening? It doesn't say this anywhere in the Gemara. Where do we get this out from, from the Gemara, that that's what it's all about? So look at the Mishnah. Abba, Vot, Nezikin. There are four primary categories of damages. And then lots of subcategories, which we will deal with. The four primary categories are Shor is the ox, and Bor is the pit. We don't talk in conceptual academic things. We give it physical names that you can imagine. You can picture the ox. You've got an icon. The ox is an icon. So we're going to talk about the Shor, and, and the Bor is a pit, and Mave is a human being who causes damage, and Hever is fire to cause with fire. And we're going to go into all of these in a lot of, in a lot of detail. And then the Mishnah goes on to say, what is, what is common among all these four different categories is They all have a tendency to natri. Their default is to cause damage. A pit in the Rishus Arabim in a public area is going to cause damage. An ox walking around the street is going to cause damage. And so on. And, when they, and you're supposed to guard them. And when you don't guard them and they damage, you have to pay. There's got to be tashlumim. Payment comes from the word l'shalem. Shalem is from shalem, which means to make, to make somebody whole. You've damaged somebody, you've got to make them whole again. And that's what Sayyidina and Ezekiel will talk about. How do you make somebody whole after you've damaged them? But what's interesting, just let's look at the, at the words here. These things, you, the ox, fire, they naturally cause damage. And you have to look after them. Why do you have to look after them? Why doesn't the fire department look after the fire? Why doesn't the Department of Nature look after the, the oxen? Why do you have to look after them? What's the reason? Why do you think you have to look after them? You own it. Because you own it. So why doesn't it say that? 
Why does it say, Shema this is yours? That, that's the most important part. You own it, it's yours. Take care of it. The Mishnah doesn't say that. The Mishnah says, they tend to cause damage, and you have to take care of it. And when they cause damage, it's your responsibility. Why? It should be because you own it. And the Gemara says, in fact, on Daf Gimel, talking about bor, about a pit, even in Rishut Rabim, it's created for nezek, for damage, and it's yours, umamoncha. Says Tosfos on Daf Gimel, it doesn't mean literally, of course, a bor isn't your money. You, you dig a pit in the Rishut Rabim, it doesn't belong to you. Fire doesn't belong to you. You light a fire and the fire goes and causes damage. The fire doesn't belong to you. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. So you see from Tosfus on Daf Gimel that the reason the Mishnah leaves out Umam on is because not all cases of Nezek are yours. There are times when the Torah obligates you to take care of something even though it doesn't belong to you because it's in your control. If something is in your control, you're responsible for it. Not, not only if you own it. If it's within your control, then you're, you're responsible. But it's not about ownership, says Tosfus on Daf Gimel. But there is a different version of the Mishnah that we have. We've got the Mishnah as we've got it. And there's a Mishnah, another version of the Mishnah with a very slight difference. And that's the version that the, the Rif has and the Rosh has. The Rif says, Look what the Rif adds. So what's the order of these? These are things which naturally cause damage. And they belong to you. And therefore you have to look after them. That's what the Reef says. It is about ownership. You own these things and therefore the source of the chiyuv of Nezikin is ownership. It's the combination of ownership and potential for damage. If you own something that is potentially damaging, you are obligated to protect people from that damage which you own. That's your responsibility. What do we do with Tosfus's question? A bor, an esh, that's not yours, it doesn't belong to you. Says the Namukha Yosef, we are going to be privileged to have the Namukha Yosef accompany us through Bovekama. Namukha Yosef is on the reef. On many Masechtas we have the Ran on the reef, and here we have the Namukha Yosef on the reef. The, we only have the Namukha Yosef on seven Masechtas. The, the beauty of the Namukha Yosef is his late, is a late medieval, late, a late Rishon. He goes right into the 15th century. So he's got, he's in Spain, he lives in, in Barcelona at first. He learns in Barcelona from the Ran and from Rabbi Chassidoy Kreska who was a Talmud of the Ran. And the Ran comes from the school of, of the Rashbo and the Ramban. That, so he's got that whole school, which brings in the school of Tosfus into Spain. And we've got in Spain, we've also got the Rif and his school of thought. So the Nemuchi Yosef studies the Rif and writes on the Rif. And he knows the Rambam. So he knows all of medieval literature. He knows all of the Rishonim. And he writes in a more modern style because he's already 15th century. So the Nemukha Yosef is a gem. And we're very fortunate to have the Nemukha Yosef with us on the base of Medrash. And we'll be using him a lot. He'll, hopefully he will teach us a lot of things. And he explains the riff to us. And he says, Or you've been given the responsibility to take care of it. You're only obligated to compensate for damage when you were supposed to take care of it. And you were careless in the Shmira. That creates the obligation. You were careless in something you were obligated to do. But it starts with the obligation of Shmira. And what is that? What creates that obligation of, of Shmirah? That's ownership. And Shor, he says at the end, is also Mamonor. Shor is yours. It belongs to you. 
Uvor nami vafilu hifkiru shuto balabor kari rachmana. The Torah calls the digger of a pit in a dangerous place as the balabor. You own the bar. Ve'esh nami mamoinohu, and esh is also fire is also called yours. Why? Because ownership is not only ta- what tangibly what you've tangibly acquired. Ownership is also what you create. So if you've created the bar, the bar is yours. You don't have physical ownership. You can't sell it. You can't, you, you, you can't invest in it. It's a bar. It's a pit in the Shusarabim. In Achuzah Street, you dig a pit. What does that mean? How, how, who's it? It's your pit, even though it's not physically yours. It's not tangibly yours, and it's in the Shusarabim. The Torah calls it yours. And Aish also is yours because you lit the fire or you allowed the fire to go. You created the damage. The creator is an owner. I use this, by the way, as, an, as, a, as a source for you know, the ownership of intellectual property. How can you own something intangible like intellectual property? Because you created it. Something that you create is yours. And there are many examples of that. But that's how the Namukhi Yosef deals with the Tosvis' question on Bor and on Esh. That they are yours because you created them. Since they're yours and they are dangerous, you have to take care of them. You have to protect people from them. If that's the case, is it possible that that chiyuv is not just a monetary obligation? So does that mean, if I don't take care of my nizikin, I don't take care of my ox or my fire or my pit, I'm going to have to pay the damages. So I'd better take care of it. Or is it an issue? Do I have to do tshuva on Yom Kippur, even if nobody fell into the pit? Even if nobody was damaged by the fire? If I was careless with things that I owned and they didn't cause damage... Have I done anything wrong? Is this an Isidore? Is this an Isidore of the Torah? It says the Rambam in Hilchus Nizke moment, Asur la'adam lahazik hizik. It is forbidden for a person to say, I'll damage you and I'll compensate you. I'll pay you. Don't worry. I, I just like damaging. I like destroying stuff. I'll compensate you in full. You won't lose a thing. You're not allowed to do that. Afilu ligroma nezik also. Even to indirectly cause nezik damage is, is also says the Rambam. This is an issue. This is not just laws. This is not just a commercial law between people. Two things are happening simultaneously. This is the intersection. You're damaging another human being and you're damaging your own neshama. You're damaging your relationship with Hashem because you're doing something against the Torah. And the truth says, Just as you're not allowed to damage the body of another person, and if you do, you have to pay. So you've got to watch your property to make sure that your property doesn't cause damage. That's also an issue. Not only if you hit somebody and say, I'll, I'll pay you back, I'll compensate you, but you damage his money, you damage his property. That's also an issue. Yeah, and Kigon Bor of Aisha told the day, and he gives examples. Bor and Aisha also examples of that, as we see in the Namukha Yosef. And the Shulchan Aruch Paskans, Asur lahazik mamon chaviro, there is an Isur in damaging your friend's property. Says the Vilna Goan, Afila bemakom sakana, even if you're in danger and you do it to prevent your own danger, you can't do it at somebody else's expense. You want to avoid being hit by a car on the street, so you drive into somebody else's car. You're not allowed to do that. Even if you cause it indirectly, you, you're not allowed to do it. So what is the whole idea of Nizikim that we're learning here? It's not just that if you cause damage, you have to pay. You have to take care of your properties and you have to foresee the potential of damage. That's what Shmirah means. Shmirah means you have Shmirah in an army camp or on a, a Moshav or on a kibbutz. You've got Shmirah. They're guarding. What are they guarding against? Nothing's happening. They're not responding to an attack. 
They understand there's a potential for attack and they're preventing it. That's what Shmirah is, to foresee second and third order consequence and take steps up front to prevent it from happening. That's what a Chosid does. A Chosid understands not only to keep the laws of the Torah. A Chosid understands you've got to think of third order consequence. If I do certain things or I don't do certain things, what is the effect of that? What is the effect of that on other people? What is the effect on that on the planet? What is the effect of that on my neshama, on my soul? What is the effect of that in my relationship to God? I've got to pre-think these things. And that's why the Chachomi make gezerot. That's why they make fences, so to say, so as to make sure we don't even come. They realize human nature is such that if you're allowed to handle a pen on Shabbos, you'll jot something down by mistake. So don't touch the pen. That's Shmirah. The actual halacha is you're not allowed to write on Shabbos. Shmirah is chasidus. That's going beyond it and saying, if I'm not allowed to write on Shabbos, best I don't touch a pen on Shabbos because I might come to write if I do. It's foreseeing the possibility, foreseeing the second or third order consequence. That's the essence of Chasidus. And when you learn Nazikin, that's what you're learning all the time. You're learning consequence. You're learning the potential for consequence, the possibility for consequence, the, the idea of accountability. These are all the things that you're learning when you're learning Seder Nazikin. And therefore, Rav Yudah says, Hi man, the boy, lemevi, chasida. If you want to be a chosid, then understand you have to watch not only yourself, you have to watch your property. You not only have to compensate people if you damage them or your property damages them, but you're not allowed even to get to that position. Although the whole of Nazik in Chosh Mishpat is talking about what happens if you did damage somebody. But the chasidus of Sayyidah Nazikin is what do you need to do to make sure you never damage somebody. And that's where your mind is as you go through Seyed and Ezekiel. And that's why Haiman the Boy Lemevi Chasidah Lekai Milid and Ezekiel. And that's why Seyed and Ezekiel is the point of interface between faith and ethics. The only religion that goes so far in merging the two. We don't think of ethics separate from, from Ben Adam Lemokim, separate from faith. And we don't think of faith separate from ethics. In Torah, there is no such thing as a religious person who is unethical. He's not a religious person. There's no such thing as an, un, as an ethical person who's not, who's not religious. He's not ethical in terms of Torah definitions. In terms of Torah definitions, ethics, morality, and, and, and religiousness and faith go hand in hand and they serve Hashem together.